Ready? Yeah. yeah. yeah you're... <laughs> All right. I'm not going to ask that question. Because we're, we're... That was a great word, Chad. And, yeah. and um, we had a great breakfast wrap this morning, didn't we? We got going. Ray asked a couple questions, and before you knew it, it was 11 o'clock. So um, I love those guys. We're praying for those guys. God has big plans for them. And uh, oh, we got batteries up here. It's for my pacemaker or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if these take for pacemaker. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's open our Bibles here before we all croak here. Okay. Uh, Mark chapter 8. And uh, let's just pray together. Spoke with my wife this morning and uh, my son. When I do these trips, I miss them. It's good to miss family, isn't it? How's that proverb go? Absence of the heart makes your heart grow fonder. Or how's that go? Something like that. Does anybody know? Okay, there you go. So thank God for family that is supportive. And um, so she's praying and she sends her love, my wife Leah. Um, so, so Father, tonight just bless our hearts with a word from heaven. And thank you tonight, God, that you are our example, and that you are consistent, you are uh, always uh, just pouring out your best, you're for us every time, Uh, in the good times, and the bad times, you're for us every time, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, and help us to see a glimpse of that tonight, and we bless your name, in Christ's name, amen. 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 Okay. Hey, so we've been talking a little bit about um, the 101% principle, right? Anybody remember what that is? What's that? What is that? We'll just do a little volley here real quick. We're going after the 1% that God is working in that person. Uh Uh-huh. Looking at the 99 or maybe he isn't. Okay, good. All right, good. Isn't that, isn't that, it's a game changer, isn't it? Yeah. When we see the 1% that's healthy and we say, you know what? I want to devote 100% of my attention to that 1% and it'll grow. Because I think people are not used to being handled that way. Usually, we're often handled in our sin or in what the areas of our weakness. But God handles us in our potential. And when I say potential, uh, I mean it's his ability in us. It's God's ability in us. Isn't that great? And I love that. And I want to kind of think of these words tonight. uh, Just a simple thought. And I woke up thinking about this this morning early, but... And uh, love looks forward. Those are my three words tonight. Love looks forward. And uh, you know those uh, those mirrors on the side of our car that say, you know, the these little mirrors, these side mirrors. You know, they magnify what's behind us, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or have you ever driven looking out? You know, looking behind you. It's not recommended, right? (laughs) Uh, But love looks forward. Love is concentrated on forward thinking, okay? It's another two words I want us to think about, forward thinking. And this is powerful in relationships because it is so easy to uh, remember the past. It's so easy to throw rocks at each other based on what went wrong, right? Or what should have happened. Or um, maybe our expectation, like we said last night, that wasn't met, right? But love looks forward. Love looks forward. And I want to kind of, what does that really mean? What does that really mean? That 
When God says he looks forward, he is looking into the work that's being created in us, okay? And he's not looking behind us, right? And I think when we consider that, let's just look at uh, Mark chapter 8 together. Uh, How does that change our relationship? Well, it's so easy to hold a grudge. It's so easy to hold on to things that... um, Maybe we wish happened or could have happened if we just did something a little different, right? The, the, the if-onlys, the coulda, the coulda shouldas, the, the maybes, all these, these words that we regret. We can have regrets, right? Unfortunately, we can be, and I love that verse that Chad just brought up, we can have sorrow in our, pre- in our present because, some, because of something that happened in our past, Okay? Our past can be like a U-Haul truck. We can be carrying it around, right? And that's no fun, isn't it? Like our past can really affect our present if we are not focused on what's in front of us, right? That's what Philippians 3.13 says. It says we forget those things which are behind us because we're reaching for those things that are before us. Yeah. Isn't that good? How do we forget our past? Well, we acknowledge it, but we're also reaching for what's coming. And this is what's so amazing about our faith is God's love is looking forward. He's not looking at you and I and our sin. Isn't that good? Yeah. Romans seven twenty. we are not our sin. Isn't that a good verse to know? Yeah. I am not my sin. Romans seven twenty. That's a great thing to tell the devil. Oh, hey, devil, Romans 7, 20. Just start, just start quoting scripture to the devil when he, gets, when he starts messing with your head. I am not my sin. Love is looking forward. Isn't that good? Yeah. I'm forgetting those things that are behind me because love is looking forward. I'm able to look at you. I'm able to look at my spouse. I'm able to look at my kids. I'm able to look at my, my workmates uh, in Christ because Christ's love is looking forward. Okay? It's a big thing. And what happens when you move forward? In the rear mirror, what happens to the things behind us? What happens to them? They get further and further. Yeah. They go further and further away. They become smaller and smaller and smaller. And before you know it, they're in the dust. Okay? It's good. So I love this. Mark 8, uh, 22. Let's look at this together. so we're looking at the blind man here, and he cometh to Bethesda, and they brought a blind, a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and don't you love that? That's the personal nature of God. Takes us by the hand and led him out of town. And remember what we said last night, 1 Corinthians 9, 5, we're leading people. Isn't that good? We're leading our wife, we're leading our our, our spouse in love. And sometimes we have to be led forward because we can get stuck, right? We really can. So he leads the blind man out. And when he had spit on his eyes, and I don't recommend you do that to your spouse, by the way. <laughs> okay. Just a sidebar there. And put his hands upon him, and he asked him what he saw. And this is my question to you tonight. What do you see in your relationships? What do I see in my friendships? What do I see in my ministry? What do I see as far as a future vision? 
what do I see in myself? That can be a little bit of a a dangerous question because we might be looking backwards, right? We may be looking in our past or we might be looking something outside of the love of God. And this is what happens. And when he looked up, he said, I see men as trees walking. Now, we may know this story, but it, it kind of hit me t- tonight or today that this, man's, this man was blind. He could not see. And when God touched him, his eyes were still distorted. He did not see things clearly. And haven't we all been there? Life can distort our vision, right? Uh, mistakes or failures can remove trust or can remove confidence or can remove uh, the ability to believe God. Or we, we may say, why should I pray? Or why should I do this? It's, nothing's really happening. Well, this is what I love. After that, he put his hands on him again. Notice that. Okay. Jesus touched his hands, uh, touched his eyes twice. And that's a good question. What do you see? I see naturally. I see things upside down. I see things distorted. I see things based on what I understand. I see things based on my experience. I see things based on what I think should happen. Or I see things based on the lens of my experience. And God says, I have to touch your eyes again. I have to touch your eyes again because you're missing it. I'm missing it. And in relationships, this is a big deal. And, and, I, and I, I need God to touch my eyes again and again and again and again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To remove the, the natural cataracts. Yeah. Cataracts. You know what those are? That crystallization on the lens of our eye that, that are just, they skew our vision. And I love this. He says, he touches his eyes again and made him look up. Isn't that good? Psalm 3 3. He's the lifter of our head. He says, he says I'm going to, you saw that, but now I'm going to move your direction of, I'm going to lift your head up. Like I love that with my, with my son when he gets frustrated. He, he just bangs and crashes around, and, and I, I can't get his attention, so I have to kind of, you know, in a loving way or some way, just kind of grab him by the chin and make him look up. I'm like, Carson, look at me. Look at me. And, you know, those big crocodile tears and dad, these Legos, you know, this, or whatever. And I'm like, it's okay. You know, <laughs> there's plenty of Legos. It's all going to work out. <laughs> He's like crisis in the moment. It's yeah. like, woo. Okay. We're going to get past this. We're, yes, man. If this was the worst thing in my life, breaking of a Lego thing. Wow. Awesome. But for a six-year-old, it's like, it's tragic, okay? But he lifts up our eyes and he restores us. Amen. And I love this. It's so good. Because love looks forward. Love looks forward. If I look backwards, I will despise my wife or I'll despise myself or I'll even despise uh, what is going on because I'm missing restoration. I'm missing what God is doing now. And notice this. He saw every man clearly. Isn't that good? It's good. In relationships, I want to see 
people clearly. And, and this is kind of an interesting point that I want to bring out tonight. And uh, let, let's look over to in Galatians. So, Lord, touch our eyes again. That, I think that's an awesome prayer every day. Like, Lord, I want to see my marriage in your, from your eyes. I want to see my church. I want to see my family. I want to see my kid. I want to see my future. Right? By the way, our future is as bright as the promises of God. Isn't that good? Yeah. Our future in Jeremiah 29, 11 is as bright as God's promise. Have you noticed how many people fear the future? It's true. I talk to a lot of young people, and people in general, actually, and it's like I'm nervous or without hope or just very anxious about what's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm anxious about it. It's like we get it, right? But to God, what's he doing? He wants to touch our eyes again and say, listen, I want your identity and hope to be in me because I have your future. Isn't that good? I have my best prepared for you. Now, we've been sharing this point here in Galatians chapter 4, and I want to I wanna shift over to this word identity. Now, we've been talking a little bit about the orphan spirit. Do you remember that? Yep. Anybody remember that? And it's, it's been a message I've been preaching, I don't know, for the last two years in different ways. And I'm convinced that as love looks forward, then we really see a mature and secure uh, relationship that we have with Christ. Now, now think about it. You and I are not the sustaining factor of our faith. Isn't that good news? You and I are not the sustaining factor of our faith. If we were, we may lose that. But thank God he is the, the sustainer. He is the keeper. So when we look at relationships, think about this. We said last night that we're reflecting to others the way we are relating to God. If I'm relating to God in a healthy way, then I won't need to try to be validated or please the person in front of me because we're secure in Christ because love is looking forward. Love is not looking sidewards. Love is not in some, some uh, situation of doubt, wondering if it's, um, if it's doing the right thing. No, love is secure. And isn't that we're able to rest in the love of God? And uh, failure or problems or difficulties, they become uh, stepping stones in our life, don't they? Uh, my son and I were recently walking in the woods and we came across this creek. And, um, you know, Carson's a little cautious and I, I love that. I'm the kind of person that kind of jumps in and figures it out. He's the kind of guy, the kind of kid that kind of stops and analyzes all the different aspects of it and thinks about it. And about 30 minutes later, he's maybe, maybe ready to make a decision. And I, and I love that. It's a little different. Anyway, so I just grabbed him over this creek. And we, we were working on the stepping stones, right? And uh, we missed one of the stepping stones. So guess what? We got wet, right? And that was the end of our walk. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, it was cold and it was wet. And 
And uh, I was like, oh, man. But, you know, life can be like that, right? Stepping stones or millstones, right? Yeah, yeah. Things can be a weight that sinks us yeah. or it can be something that brings us across, right? What's the difference? I'll show you something interesting here. Um, Galatians, we've been, I love this passage. Uh, Galatians chapter, what was that verse we were looking at here? Hmm, yes. I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 6, excuse me. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Remember we've been talking about this? If we sow to, his, to the flesh, we will reap corruption. Remember that? We were talking about that? We are investing either in something that will sink us or we will sow to the Spirit and will reap life. Okay? And why is this valuable? Well, if love is looking forward, guess what? It's investing in our identity. Now, we know that our, our reputation is what people think we are, but our character is really who we are. There's so much of trying to protect our reputation, but really it's our character that matters, right? When no one's looking, who we really are is who we really are. So when, if love is looking forward, right, it's not remembering my sin, isn't that good? Love doesn't remember my sin. Jeremiah 50, 20. Love is throwing my sin, your sin, my spouse's sin, my kid's sin, my anger, my whatever. It's throwing it behind his back, and he's still moving. Isn't that good? It's like a locomotive. It's moving forward. Don't get in a... You ever ever seen a locomotive moving? It's scary powerful. There's momentum, there's power, there's inertia, and it's moving, right? Love is like that. Love is saying, I'm taking you somewhere. I'm not going to leave you where I found you. Isn't that good? Love is not going to leave us where it found us. Where did love find us? Maybe it found us in the rehab. Maybe it found us in the jail. Maybe it found us addicted to whatever. Love picks us up out of our miry pit and says, let's go. Let's go. I am, I, I, I am looking forward. I'm moving forward. So love is constantly investing in our identity. Now, we, now we've been talking about the orphan spirit, how an orphan is someone that's detached or doesn't know or feels rejected maybe from their parents or from their family, Right? We said last night that it's someone that don't, doesn't really know their, their heritage. Yeah. And as Christians, we can have an orphan spirit when we're detached from the love of God. When we're maybe constantly looking backwards or looking at someone else's past, it's amazing how easy that is. It's, you ever argue with your spouse or argue with somebody? Never. Yeah, never. Okay. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Awesome. You're amazing. It, I mean... <laughs> We're going to ask you, that's the first question. How, how does that happen? <laughs> it's easy to remember each other's sin. But God does not do that. That's amazing. It's like, okay, God, 
here I am again. I'm praying to you, asking you for this. And this is maybe the 38th time today. God's like, what sin? Right? Psalm 103, 10 through 12. That is gone. And that's an amazing... That's amazing. So love is moving forward, leaving all the destruction and the collateral uh, wreckage. And he's saying, we're going somewhere. We're going into who you really are in me, my identity in Christ. And when we relate to this, it changes the way we speak to each other, doesn't it? it? It changes the way we speak to ourselves. Now, I won't speak too much longer, but... I just really want us to catch that one thought. It's like, if we relate to ourselves in who he says that we are, guess what? We then begin to speak to others in who they really are. Right? 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Uh, let's look over there for a minute. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. So we're sowing life. We're speaking life. <laughs> You ever get around a negative person and just start speaking life? It drives them crazy. And you know what? They actually, they either stop talking negative or they just, they run away from you. I've had that happen. I have a funny story. I had somebody like chew me out. Like they were chewing me up and down. And I started laughing. I, I, said, I said, is that making you feel better? That you're, that you're like going off like this? And I said, you know what? God, you know, God doesn't look at me that way, and I'm sorry I failed you. And by the way, isn't it interesting as pastors, we don't even realize how we offend people. <clears throat> we do it un, oftentimes without our knowledge. But, but God, God says, my love passes knowledge. There it is again. <clears throat> it's that Ephesians 3.19. Love is moving down the highway, and it's passing those things that are competing against us. Maybe our genetics, or maybe our weakness, or maybe our addiction, or maybe our problems, or maybe our guilt, shame, and fear. God's saying, my love passes all of that. I don't know about you, that's that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? How many think that's amazing? Are you still with me? You're amazing. It's been a long day, but you're doing great. Love passes... It's like, it's, it, it, it's like that sports car we saw the other, the other day. It zooms right past it, and it moves us forward. Okay, look at this 1 Corinthians 13. <clears throat> That's why today on Outreach, when you talk to people about the love of God, and they object, <clears throat> they were like, what about this? Or, you know, could I, can I out-sin and somehow lose my sonship? Or... There's this conditional thinking. Why? Because the person's looking backwards. They're saying somehow my sin is more powerful than the love of God. My shame is so much more powerful than the limitless love of God. I mean, if we look at it like that, guess what? We say sin is nothing. Sin is nothing comparatively to to the amazing work of God. Isn't that good? It really is true. Why? Love is moving forward. Love is moving forward. Love is moving forward. And in a relationship, this is how we give grace in failure. Right? This is how we love the the unlovable. This is how we move beyond those things that we get stuck in. This is how we move beyond disappointment. This is how we move beyond doubt. 
Why? Because we're moving in the identity of love. And we're not stuck in a crisis, right? It's so easy to do that. All right. Look at this, 1312. This is a great verse. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Whose face? Whose face is that? It's the Lord, right? It's the Psalm 1715 face. I see him, and then I realize I am like him. You are like Christ. You are like Christ. How many believe that? You are like Christ. Wait a minute, Pastor. I don't know. You know, you didn't see what I did this week. No, no. Love is moving us in the identity and the perfection of what he sees every day. That's why we have such confidence. And then notice these words. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I also am known. Okay? So there's the blind man. He sees it upside down, right? He sees it upside down. And we see life upside down. We see our future upside down. We see things upside down. And God is saying, let me touch your eyes again. Let me give you spiritual eyes. Let me give you spiritual ears. Let me give you spiritual thinking. Let me give you forward thinking. Forward thinking. Remember, (coughs) here's an example of... um, you okay for 10 more minutes? Mm-hmm. We all right? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. You're doing great. This is just too good. I got a lot to say, but I'm going to crimp it here. The devil will always make it about your and my performance. Yeah. He'll always criticize our performance. He'll say, you're not doing enough. You know, you're not spiritual enough. You're not praying enough. You're not uh, reading enough, pre- preaching enough, He will always make it about our performance. And that's how you know it's the devil, by the way. Don't you try a little harder? Jesus, I mean, I'm sorry, God makes it all about what? He makes it all about his son. That's the difference. In relationships, and I loved your transparency last night about the clean house. And we hear that a lot, right? And I I, I respect that. But we can get very, (laughs) sorry, but I mean, it's good. Uh, we preach, can make <laughs> get, get a get a house cleaner. No? <laughs> that's the will of God for you guys. Yes. I'm, I'm prophesying right now. <laughs> uh, it's like we can make it about performance. We can make it about hey, listen, I want you to cook like my mother cooked, or I want you to cook like my grandmother cooked. Or, I knew a guy that would not eat leftovers, and his wife and he and uh, his wife and, and his husband and I were talking. I said. And the wife's like, yeah, I, my, my husband won't eat leftovers. I said, so what does that mean? So I'm like in the kitchen hours a day, uh, you know, cooking food. And I said, oh, okay. I said, okay. I said, why don't you have him cook? Just give him, just give him some opportunity to get in the kitchen. And uh, the wife loved that. She's like, great, you know. The guy couldn't cook. That was the, that was the thing. That problem corrected itself within a few days. It was awesome, right? By the way, leftovers are awesome. How many like leftovers? Amen. Amen. Tastes better on the fourth and fifth day, right? As long as it's not fish or something. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Love looks forward. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. 
Uh, we have eclectic leftovers the other night. I won't even tell you what we're eating, but it's good. Oh, yeah, anyway. Okay, where are we? Okay, we know in part, even as we are known. I love this. How does God know you tonight? God knows you one way, in his son. He knows you in his son. He knows you perfect. We don't know ourselves that way. We don't know our spouse that way. We don't even know maybe, uh, because failures constantly spin our head around. And God is saying, hey, I'm bringing you forward. I'm bringing you to me. I'm bringing you to me. That's forward motion. That's forward thinking. What brings me to God? That's forward. What brings me away from God? That is backward motion. So as we close tonight, uh, we don't have to be victims of an orphan spirit. You know why? Because we have a new identity. And I love this verse. Look, look at these. Uh, can I give you two more verses? Look at Colossians. So the devil makes it all about what? What's his, what's his foundation? Performance. Performance. And boy, he's, he's, uh, he's pretty, uh, what's the word? He's pretty effective, right? Because we start going back and forth. And, and then, you know, we're no match for that dialogue. But God makes it about Jesus, right? Grace lifts up what Jesus has done. So we could be... We could be on the bottom, and God is saying, uh, you will not rejoice over me, my sin, right? In Micah 7, 9, you will arise, and you will be an overcomer. That's what someone needs to hear as they're uh, sw- you know, failing or falling. It's, uh, it's amazing. This is how someone moves forward. It isn't bettering themselves. It is uh, really having the love of God carry them forward, right? It's an amazing thing. And we've said that this week, that we are not here to change our spouse, we're here to love our spouse. And then maybe we'll change. (laughs) That's a big one, isn't it? All right, closing here. Colossians chapter 3. I love this. Love moves forward. We're forward thinking. Grace is forward thinking. Grace sees things that has not yet happened, but it acts as though it happened. You ever pray that way? You ever pray as if your prayer has been answered? That's awesome, isn't it? It changes the way, it reduces reason, right? And it increases faith. Okay, you ready? Here it is. 310, and I've put on the new man, the new identity, the finished work identity, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's what our relationships need. That's, what, that's the kind of self-talk I need. God, tell me again who I am. I don't want to hear what I'm not, because I know that mantra. I know that confession. Tell me who I am. And then look at Ephesians 4.24. Ephesians 4.24. That's why we sow forgiveness, right? Billy Graham said, we're most like Christ when we forgive. Right? Oh, that person doesn't deserve it. And they did this. And, and they, they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're just like the worst human being on the planet. <laughs> and it's like, uh, hello. I mean, we were dead in sin, enemies of the cross, and God rescued us. Isn't that such a good word? Okay, ready? Ephesians 4.24, ready? So good. 
and put on that new man, that new identity, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. <laughs> and then look at 25. That is, that is the fruit of it. That is the fruit of it. So uh, all those things are done away with, those things that are pulling us backwards because we are being carried forward, right? You know, it's interesting. When someone passes away, um, they are carried to the Lord. Comparatively to an unbeliever, they're thrown into hell. It's a very different experience, obviously. A believer's carried forward into the presence of God. An unbeliever is cast down into hell. And I don't know about you, it's like, I love it when God carries us forward, right? When sin is not the issue, my past is not the issue, my problem is not my issue, my lack of whatever is not the issue. Now, I'm not saying we deny all those things. I, I really believe we should work hard to share, pray, and work through things that, that maybe hold us back, but in an identity of love, right? In an identity of love that says, you know what? I really believe, honey, that God's going to move us forward. We're going we're to be different because we're allowing God to change us and because we're living in the new identity. Mm-hmm. We're living in the new identity. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, Father, thank you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Keep us, uh, Lord, just with that front view. And it's so easy to just veer off and take an exit into these, these strange places that we get lost or stuck or uh, we go in circles, Lord. But you, I'm thankful, God, you're leading us forward in your love. And help us, Father, to uh, put on this new identity uh, and have that forward thinking that you our force every time. So bless us with these thoughts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, very good. Um, Excellent. So we...